0: All right, Film Geeks, today's class, it's all about the, well, kind of, sort of, all about the uh, SAG Afterstrike, but mainly... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood f. Ass- How It Affects Me and This Podcast. So let's talk about it. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of All Right, Let's Talk About It. My name is Savannah. I am your host. I do film reviews and film industry commentary. So the last time we were together, we had a conversation. It was about Oppenheimer. And where have I been since then? So I have been to the movie several times since then. I've seen, um, so after Oppenheimer, I did see Barbie. I looked cute. I had an outfit. I, then I saw Cobweb, uh, Haunted Mansion. Um, Talk to Me was another one that I also saw. What else? What else? Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then Dreamin' Wild. I feel like I'm missing one. I I feel like I'm missing one. I feel like I went and I saw a movie on a Tuesday and I'm just completely missing it. Bear with me one quick second while I um, consult my handy dandy dandy spreadsheet. Yes, I have a spreadsheet. So the movies that I have seen since then, um, Barbie, Haunted Mansion, Cobweb, Talk to Me, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Dreamin' Wild. So... Yeah, I've done a lot since then but I haven't given y'all a review. Why? Mainly there there's been some time constraints with me, but that has nothing to do with anything. But mainly we have this sag after strike which is making things a little bit difficult for podcasters. And um it's been difficult to navigate because the type of podcast that I do, they haven't addressed. Even those of us um who do what I do outside of podcasts? Maybe they work for a blog or journalism, anything like that. Uh, I'm not seeing it being really all that addressed, and it's kind of um, it's kind of frustrating. I would say to not really have any kind of clarity. Because especially when you're you're holding these expectations over people who have nothing to do with this, your every your average everyday internet user Joe, um, just your regular podcasters and influencers, many of whom may not even have brand deals. They just love to talk about movies, and they just love to have these conversations and these discussions, and they love to give critiques and whatnot. You know that. We're, we're now being held to these expectations and these rules. And it's frustrating because I'm not a SAG member. I have no aspirations of being a SAG member. Um, Not even being part of the influencer agreement, whatever that is, I, I'm not interested. I, I don't even consider myself to be an influencer. I know some people would, but I don't even like the word. I, I, I don't. I'm just a film critic, an amateur film critic. And... um yeah. I, I don't know. Have I passed the point of amateur? Am my professional now? Is this what I do? I don't know. But where do I fit? Where do I fit? So everything seemed Gucci when the strike first came down and I was going about my business. And then all of a sudden we have these new rules regarding podcasters. And it's like, crap. Now we are having to Navigate something we weren't thinking about navigating. Now you have different types of podcasts, right? And I think a lot of the podcasts they're talking about are people who do promotional work. So they'll promote movies and whatnot. And even, you know, maybe companion or um, rewatch podcasts. So something like Wizards of Waverly Pod with Jennifer Stone, Dave DeLuise, um, Christy Carlson Romano, who has two of her own podcasts i believe i think it's two i know she has at least two uh the boy meets world companion podcast with daniel fishel writer strong and the young man who plays the older brother whose name i can never remember only thing i can think of whenever i see his face is finney but you know their podcast they were fixing to go on tour i don't think they can even do that right now and you know wizards of waverly pod they stopped filming content um because of the strike. I don't think Christy Carlson Romano is doing anything right now with her podcast, which sucks because for a lot of them, that is passive income and they're not able to do that it's not like they're getting money from any of these truck companies they're getting monetized from whoever is hosting their podcast plus youtube and what have you so that it's, it's a little frustrating just a little a little a little, little, little frustrating and now you have you know little nobody joes like me who just have a film review podcast i could just as easily have a film review blog And it wouldn't be any different. It's just a completely different medium. So where do I fit? Where do I fall? Now, in terms of these rules, they've dropped down for podcasters. Again, it talks about, you know, these companion and rewatch podcasts and then, you know, promotional work. And then for, you know, influencers who are a little more into this thing than I am, who actually have brand deals, who accept paid promotional work, or they get paid by studios to go to a premiere and whatnot. I think the reason why they're coming down so hard on influencers right now, because opportunities were going to open up for influencers from studios. I think they're really trying to just strike down that relationship that could have been built between influencers and studios. And I'm, remember mentioning the, mentioning this on my TikTok that the doors were going to start opening because if studios can't rely on actors to promote their work, they they were going to start reaching out to influencers, maybe to either fill up the red carpet or to start promoting movies and whatnot. So, you know, I think the SAG after realized that door had been open and said, nope, we're going to shut it down effectively now. And it's, it's, uh oh, it's annoying. I understand what they're striking for. I don't disagree with the strike in and of itself. You know, I support them in that effort. There's a lot of things within the film industry that has shifted. And there's a lot that just hasn't shifted with it. And I think one of those things is streaming. That's the big fight here is just residual. That's the biggest part of this fight here is residual pay with with respect to streaming and also health insurance. Because, you know, people will have their shows being played on these streaming networks and they're binging people are binging them over and over and over again and then the residual pay is pennies now whether you agree with residual pay or not or whether there should even be residual pay i understand that argument i understand where that's coming from and i think that's an interesting discussion but it exists it's here and it's an expectation within the industry residual pay um i i It's If you're going to pay people fairly, you're going to have to shift some things. The way Netflix and all these streaming things work, I think part of the issue here is just the definition of syndication. I think if they could go to the drawing board and redefine what syndication means, especially in this 21st century era with the internet, I think that might solve a lot of their problems without having to fudge the percentages too much. But you know i I'm not in the the boardroom, but I think if they looked at it that way, that might solve a bit of those residual problems, redefining what syndication means in this streaming era. But I'm getting a little off track so what does what does me have to do with this? This strike at first, nothing at first. I felt like, okay, I'm able to kind of go about my business and do whatever because what I do is not struck work. I'm not taking work from an actor. I'm not, you know, operating in place of an actor, but now it's that my regular old podcast, which just critiques film. And analyzes it, you know, I'm not promoting the movie in one way or another. I'm not telling you to go see a movie. I might tell you, hey, yeah, it's worth a ticket. It's not worth a ticket here or there. But which if I have to stop doing that, no big deal. I mean, that's one less thing I have to say. And it's not that big of a change. But now that is is now that can be a problem. And that's annoying. But I'm still seeing film critics continue to write about movies. And how am I any different from them? I don't think I am. I'm doing the same thing they're doing, just on a completely different medium. And I'm not seeing anything being talked about from SAG with respect to entertainment journalism. I can't seem to find um, any kind of FAQ. If it exists, send me a link. And I would love to give it a read. But from all that I can tell based on research I've done on different social media platforms, the internet, film critics are exempt from all of this. We're not covered. We can still continue to give bona fide critique on film. I mean, we're necessary to the industry, I think, and not so much to the audience. I think audiences care less. But in terms of being necessary to studios, we're going to give them the honest feedback they're looking for because we are talking about the details, the details that they care about, the details that matter, the details that your regular average audience member tends to look over. So anyone who works on a craft wants to get better at it and they want honest, true critique. That's where the film critic comes in. So we are vital to the industry. And I think our analysis can help ap- approve, improve the industry. Um, it's just frustrating to think that because I do my critique in audio form on a podcast, that I could get in trouble for that with SAG. That's frustratingly annoying. So when I look at the FAQ for the podcasters and where they fall into place, nothing, not, nothing mentions me. I don't have a rewatch or a companion podcast. I don't have a podcast that's dedicated to a specific television show or movie. I, I don't take brand deals. I don't think I would never. I don't think I would ever take a brand deal in which a studio is asking me to promote a particular film. That's not my jam. No shade to anyone that does that. There's no problem with that at all. So don't hear me saying that. But that's just not something that I want to do with my content. I don't want to persuade people one way or the other. I just want to tell people, honestly, this is what the film is. This is what I thought. And this is why. And then let the chips fall where they may and let people make their own decisions on whether or not they want to see it. Because what I have to say about the movie could either hurt the studio or it could help it in terms of if it's, if it's a good movie, if it's not. And the way I see it, these actors, even though they're on strike, they worked hard as hell on these projects. And I know if many of them could say out loud, they're really excited to see them come out and they're really excited for people to see them. And they want people to see them. So they're, I'm sure they're secretly hoping that there are still people like me who are wanting to do reviews and wanted to critique it and talk about it as a way to kind of get the message out, that, hey, this movie does exist and you can still go to the theater because that's where it gets a little muddy. There's no boycott on going to the movies. Now, I am not one to boycott anything. I don't care what it is. That's not my jam. I don't boycott. Um, I'm especially not going to want to join in on a boycott that could hurt the people that I see every week, which are the people who work at the movie theater. These, many of these are just, you know, young kids who are just, you know, making a quick dollar. I don't want to do anything that would hurt them or keep them out of work. I don't think it's fair to them. I think that would be a complete disservice and dishonor to the people who keep, movie theaters in business. And those are the workers, but that's, we're not even at that bridge yet, but we're still, there's no boycott. They're, they're still encouraging people to go to the movies and see movies. They're still saying, you know, you can watch your favorite shows on, uh, Netflix and Hulu and Disney plus, you know, you can still buy DVDs because, Even though they're only getting pennies, they still want that residual pay. And I think if we were to, you know, that's less people have to pay from the studios if you just stop watching it. And I think, hey, money saved, money in our pocket. Let's keep going. But you're telling me I can still go to the movies, buy a ticket, watch it, but I can't go on the Internet and tell you what I thought. That's just weird. But from what I can tell, I'm, I'm in the clear. So I actually sent an email because, again, it was all very unclear. And I'm hearing things that says I'm OK, but I just wanted something a little more official. And I felt like, you know, an email would suffice. So I sent an email basically asking um, it kind of giving a little interest to who I am. I didn't send them my, any information about my podcast or anything like that. I just said that, you know, I do film reviews on TikTok and I also have a podcast. I explained that I studied film in college and so my podcast critiques go more in depth. And I asked, can I still review films? You know, we so-called influencers, I put that in, you know, quotation marks because I don't, think of myself that way as an influencer. I'm not influencing you to buy anything. I don't represent any products. I've never done any kind of pay promotional thing with respect to film, studios, television, anything like that. So I'm just a film critic. That's it, right? That's at least how I see myself. Um, others might disagree, but that's just how I see myself and the work that I do here on the interwebs. And just asking if they can clear up this gray area and explain the boundaries, because it was all a little confusing to me. So I did get an email back and I got it back within 24 hours. I was very impressed and very happy with that quick turnaround. So, Let me read to you the response that I got. I didn't get a name. It just, you know, the just says it's from SAG after strike. They say, Hi, Savannah. Thank you so much for reaching out and for your thoughtfulness in the matter. If you are comfortable pivoting toward non-struck content while our members are on strike, that will be a wonderful show of solidarity. You can use our signatory search tool to look up particular projects, but you can also write back to us with specific titles and we can advise. Now that being said, if you are a professional film or television critic and create social content that consists of genuine review or critique like a modern-day Siskel and Ebert, then your review content will not be in violation of the strike order. SAG-AFTRA considers anything beyond professional critique to be promotional. Hope that helps Savannah. Please let us know if you have any other questions and again, thank you for your thank you so much for your support. So, that is What I got from them, they sent that to me yesterday. So where do I go from here? So according to this, I'm good. I'm good. Because as far as I know, my work is professional critique. It's genuine review and critique, modern-day Siskel and Ebert kind of stuff no different than what journalism journalists or blogs bloggers do in re- critiquing film that's that's what i do so i'm going to continue to do what i do this is kind of just a little update to let you know how i'm feeling where i stand and where i go from here so starting next week i'll give y'all a quick episode i think it'll be the last voyage of the demeter I am going to give y'all a Barbie review. I want to see the movie a second time. I I wasn't quite satisfied the first time around. I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but I I wasn't quite satisfied. I need to see it again. I just felt the movie itself in terms of the delivery of the message within the film was a little messy. So I want to see it a second time and then re-record a review. I actually recorded something and I wasn't satisfied with it. So I want to see it again. That'll happen in the next one to two weeks. But yeah, we're just going to continue business as usual. I want to do a full um, episode on the strike itself, and ma- mainly what they're demanding, and what the um, the what the studios are saying. I want to help provide a little bit of context for people who might be confused, or they're just seeing little snippets and sound bites here and there. So yeah, we we will get into that. Another thing I'm wanting to do is to provide kind of a recap of movies that I have seen thus far. We have hit, I think, 50 films. Now, that 50 does not include the five 2022 Oscar Oscar films that I saw earlier in the year. So I think we're like at 50-51. We're in a good spot. At least I think so. So I definitely want to do a recap on where we've been, what I've thought, my favorites and least favorites, and why. So definitely I'm working on that just trying to figure out how to go in order and what I want to say. So hopefully within the next week or two I can give y'all that. <sighs> so yeah. That's basically if you stuck to the very end uh too long relater. like this I'm not in violation of the strike. I am not performing struck work. My work is not my work, my podcast, is not promotional. It is bona fide professional critique, a la modern day Siskel and Ebert. That's what this is, and that's what it will continue to be, including any industry commentary, which we're going to be talking about because yo TikTok is still is going off on Rachel Zegler. I don't know if you heard what she had to say about Snow White. We're going to talk a little bit about that, and I cannot wait. Whew. that's a lot, y'all. So if you have any questions, any concerns, um, any information you want to give me, please let me know in a comment section. I look forward to hearing from you. Let me know what you think about the strike, what you're feeling. If you are a SAG member, I would love to hear from you. How are you doing? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Um, any advice for me as I navigate, you know, waters? I, I didn't intend on stepping in and just tr- trying to figure out how to um, love you through this, but continue to do me. Um, you know, I guess have my cake and eat it too. I really don't know. It, it's it's all weird. Um, because I didn't expect to be, um, having to follow rules for a club I was never let in. If that makes sense, it, it's it's all very very strange. I'm sure if you're a member of SAG, this is all normal and regular. But I think for those of us who are outside of it, it's it's a little frustrating. Um, because it's like I felt like I I've been. I I'm I'm being forced to do something and I I don't understand why still trying to figure it all out. But so let me know your thoughts. what you think? I want to hear from you. I love you. And I will see you next time.